0: You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network, TV BRICS. Mr. Suklal, good day and thank you so much for this interview.
1: Thank you. My pleasure, Lana. Thank you for having me.
0: So South Africa chairs BRICS this year. What obligations does this impose on your country and what are the priorities of South African presidency?
1: Mm. Of course, uh, we are chair of BRICS for the third time. Uh, this year, we chaired BRICS in 2013 and 2018. As you know, it rotates mm-hmm. between all member states. So once every five years, we get this privilege of chairing BRICS. So as per our previous chairship, we use our chairship of BRICS to not only focus on the cooperation between the five BRICS member states, but it's also an opportunity during South Africa's chairship to strengthen cooperation between BRICS and Africa. So like we did in 2013 and 2018, we bring African leaders together to interact with the BRICS leaders to see how BRICS and Africa can collaborate and work together in terms of addressing challenges and also unlocking opportunities for us. And I think this year is also significant as South Africa chairs uh, BRICS You are also going to be having a major event, yeah, when you have the second Russia-Africa summit uh, in July this year, hosted by President Putin, and you'll have the African leaders, yeah. So that there's also synergy there between what Russia is doing and what we are doing. So the theme we have chosen for 2023 is BRICS and Africa: Partnership for Mutually Accelerated Growth. Sustainable development and inclusive multilateralism. So you can see the theme is is uh, quite loaded, focusing on a number of areas. Firstly, as I said, enhancing and strengthening partnership between BRICS and Africa. Then looking at growth for mutual benefit, especially in the post-COVID era. How do we mitigate the challenges? Uh, in terms of the devastation that COVID caused to all of our economies? How can we look at enhancing global growth and also stimulating growth amongst ourselves and between ourselves? Of course, sustainable development is is critical because we all adopted the UN SDGs in 2015 with a deadline to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals by 2030. But we're over halfway uh, towards that benchmark. But we are well behind schedule and unfortunately this is largely due to COVID because as you know COVID devastated all of our economies it's devastated our societies in terms of global health and we have fallen back because you, as a result of COVID over some hundred million people were pushed into extreme poverty especially in African and poorer countries so we have to look at how we mitigate these challenges and collectively address the issue of, of poverty, inequality, unemployment, and ensuring we meet our SDG goals in terms of, of zero hunger, access to education, uh, mainstreaming uh, uh, women and girls' education, amongst others. So sustainable development will be a major focus area. And fourthly, of course, inclusive multilateralism. As you know, the global multilateral architecture is in a state of semi-paralysis, largely because of the behavior of some of our friends in the global north. The UN system is in a semi-paralysis state. The global financial architecture is still dominated, the Bretton Woods Institution, by the global north. And even the WTO is in need of reform. So we are saying that the global multilateral architecture must be reformed and restructured to be representative of the global community as it exists today. As you know, the UN system was founded In 1945, Mm -hmm. some 78 years later, the world has changed dramatically.
0: South Africa is one of the most economically developed countries on the African continent and traditionally one of the five largest trading partners of Russia among African countries. So how can you characterize the economic cooperation between uh, our states?
1: Well, look, let me say that Russia and South Africa have a very strong bilateral partnership. And this, this is historical because you stood with us during the difficult period of our uh, past history, the apartheid regime. You stood with the liberation movement, the governing party, the ANC. So when we became a democracy, it was natural that we'll have strong relations because we have a shared history, past history, where, where you were very much part of our struggle. We have very strong relations. We have good uh, economic interaction. We have companies from both sides invested here. But we need to do more. The opportunities for greater uh, collaboration between our private sector is vast. And I believe that uh, we need to intensify our economic interaction. And one of the issues uh, addressed in last week's uh, meeting in South Africa Uh, was to inaugurate the Russia-South Africa Business Council. We have to appoint a chair from our side. You've appointed a chair, and I think this will be a very important platform to strengthen that. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. President Ramaphosa is coming to Russia for the Russia-Africa Summit, they are also going to have a bilateral meeting uh, between President Putin and President Ramaphosa uh, to reflect on the state uh, of our bilateral relations and look at what more we can do to strengthen this very important relationship. Uh,
0: Speaking about the Russian-African summit that will take place in July, so what other themes will be discussed between uh, Russia's president Vladimir Putin and Romopoulos, your president?
1: Well, look, in terms of the bilateral relationship, I think we have to focus uh, politically. We have very good relations. So there is nothing on the political front. Of course, uh, President Putin will, will Give President Ramaphosa an update in terms of what's happening in your country and the region and some of the challenges you're experiencing. But I think the major focus will be on how do we intensify our interaction, economic interaction, trade and investment. How do we intensify cooperation on, on technology sharing and transfer? How do we intensify people to people and social interaction between ourselves? So I think these will be the areas that will be discussed in addition to the global multilateral uh, architecture, sharing notes in terms of what's happening on the African continent, what's happening in your region. So I think these will be all important.
0: Uh, so what can we say about Russian Africa, South Africa
1: trade turnover? T- t- Well, as I've indicated, uh, Russia is an important trading partner for South Africa. Increasingly, Russia is becoming very important in terms of African trade. And as I've indicated, we have the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. And I'm sure during the Russia-Africa Summit, this will also be discussed in terms of opportunities for both sides, for Africa and Mm -hmm. for, for the Uh, Russian private sector in terms of deepening our interaction. You are a major mining country, for example, vast natural resources. So is Africa, vast natural resources. You have the second largest uh, global reserve of gas, large reserves of of oil. uh, And I think This is also an area, and of course, in terms of minerals, you have Mm -hmm. some of the largest deposits of of gold and diamond and other Mm -hmm. important minerals. So these are areas where we can look at where we have synergy and of course, agriculture. Russia is a major producer of fertilizers. Africa is Mm -hmm. in need of this. You have been Mm -hmm. our major supplier. Well, I hope we can set some benchmark figures of taking our trade from the current uh, I think our two-way trade at the moment in South African rands, it's under 20 billion rands. I think that can double in the next five years. It's very doable. And I think we should send some, set some benchmark targets to do that.
0: Some words about um, BRICS summit that will take place in South Africa. Have you already choose the city?
1: Yes, yes. It's happening in Johannesburg at the Centen Convention Center from the 22nd to the 24th of June. President Ramaphosa has written to all of the BRICS leaders to personally invite them to the summit. And uh, we are hopeful that all of the BRICS leaders will attend. That's the indication we have. So, as you know, it will be the first physical summit in four years. The last physical summit we had was in 2019.
0: In your recent interview, you said that the task of the Shepras is to create all conditions for the successful summit. How is the preparation going?
1: It's going very well. You know, South Africa has a calendar of 200 events. So, it's quite an intense exercise. We had our first Sherpa meeting at the end of June. And a number of uh, expert uh, group meetings have taken place, Uh, senior officials' meetings have taken place, and a number of ministerial tracks are, are ongoing. We have the foreign ministers' meeting on the 1st and 2nd of June. Minister Lavrov has confirmed his attendance. It will be his second trip to South Africa. He was there earlier this year. And so have all the other foreign ministers uh, of the BRICS countries confirmed attendance. So again, for the first time in, in in about four years, the BRICS foreign ministers will get an opportunity to discuss issues of importance.
0: Uh, I suppose we have already spoken about it slightly, but what are the goals of the upcoming summit?
1: Well, for us, as I've indicated, the theme outlines some of our key priorities, but we've also set some. Other key priorities, firstly, we want continuity in terms of of issues that has come from the past years. So we'll consolidate our economic cooperation, as you know, uh, last year, we adopted the the second iteration of the BRICS Strategy for Economic Partnership. We will have the BRICS uh, Business Council, the BRICS Women's B- Business Alliance having the summits in, in South Africa. So this gives an opportunity again to bring our private sector, including women in business, mm-hmm. together. So uh, the other important uh, focus area for us is on green energy, but ensuring that we have a just equitable transition in terms of, of green energy. And I've indicated to you one of our key deliverables is to focus on the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and opportunities for mutual beneficially relations between Africa and the BRICS countries through the African Continental uh, Free Trade Agreement. And, of course, the other important uh, focus area for us is looking at... Uh, Capacity building and and skilling of our workforces for the future of work, as you know, is impacted by new technologies. So how can we use our collective experiences and best practices and technologies in terms of looking at uh, strengthening uh, capacity in terms of the future of
0: work? So what is the most important thing for the BRICS countries now? How can we strengthen them?
1: Economics. Mm -hmm. We have to focus on on strengthening our economic interaction. As you know, World Bank, IMF, has predicted this year the major part, about one third of the global economy will go into recession. But not one of the uh, BRICS countries are expected to be in recession. So there will be positive growth and uh, some of the fastest growths will be from India and China. And I think this helps to stimulate not only the BRICS economy, but the global economy. So BRICS is, as you would have also observed, uh, statistics that were released last week, in terms of PPP, uh, GDP, BRICS now accounts for 31.5% of global GDP, as against 30% for the G7. So we have overtaken the G7 in terms of our economic strength.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, The President of South Africa Cyril Ramaphosa said that BRICS has an important role to play in providing leadership in the world. I suppose it's very important right now. What's the position of the BRICS on the world stage now? What do you think?
1: BRICS is a voice of reason. BRICS is about inclusion. It's about partnership. It's about cooperation and working in collaboration with the global community. BRICS has been saying that we want to create a more inclusive, equitable and just and fair global society. And this is the leadership role that BRICS has to provide. We cannot predict the future because of the many fissures that exist on the global stage at the moment. And BRICS can be an important aspect in terms of providing leadership, in terms of restructuring the global geopolitical, geoeconomic and global financial architecture. And BRICS, has the capacity to do that, and we are doing that.
0: I suppose it's very easy to confirm your words as long as other countries want to join BRICS. What do you think about the situation?
1: Well, look, last year at the summit in Beijing, chaired by President Xi under China's chairmanship, the BRICS leaders asked us as shepherds to look at the issue of expansion and to develop uh, guiding principles, guidelines, and criteria Mm -hmm. for expansion. Now, why did our BRICS leaders ask us to do this? Because there's been a number of countries, to date at least 13 countries, Mm -hmm. from Africa, from Latin America, and from Asia, the global South as a whole, that have written or formally approached the BRICS leaders to become a member of the BRICS. Now, this itself is positive news for BRICS because it demonstrates the trust and faith that countries from the Global South has in BRICS leadership. And I think the rush to want to become part of the BRICS family is testimony that whatever we are doing on the global front in terms of championing and advancing the cause of the Global south on the global stage is having a positive impact on countries therefore and many countries from saudi arabia to argentina to egypt and others that have written to us to become part of brics and i think this is a testimony to the trust they have in the brics leadership
0: at what level of interaction are south africa's uh, relationship with the other countries of brics
1: well we have very strong relations with All the BRICS countries, we have strong bilateral relations uh, with India. It's a strategic partner. China is a strategic partner. Russia is a strategic partner, and so is Brazil. So on the bilateral front, we meet at the highest level on a regular basis. And as I've previously stated, that now that we are back to physical summits, The BRICS summit provides an opportunity for the leaders to meet as a collective, but it also is an opportunity to have bilateral meetings. So when the BRICS leaders are in South Africa, President Ramaphosa will have bilateral meetings with each of the BRICS heads of state government. And we also get to meet a second time because it's mandatory that on the margins of G20, BRICS leaders also meet. So at least twice a year, BRICS leaders have interaction with each other as a collective, and also bilaterally. So with all of the BRICS countries, we have the highest level of interaction at the bilateral level. BRICS is is based on three pillars our cooperation. The first pillar is uh, political and security. Mm -hmm. The second is economic and financial. And the third pillar is social and people-to-people interaction. And all three pillars are critically important in ensuring that we create a global political architecture that's equitable and just and fair, creating a global security environment Mm -hmm. that is stable and secure for all of us. On the economic and financial front, we need a stable global financial architecture, a global financial situation. Mm -hmm. That's why we are saying that we need to start trading in our own currencies and becoming more independent and not so dependent on foreign currency. And BRICS is about people. The strength of BRICS cooperation is based on us enhancing people-to-people interaction because BRICS cannot be just about governments. It must be about bringing our people together, ensuring that we bring our academics together, our civil society together, our artists, our our students, our academics. So we must use the membership of BRICS to enhance people-to-people interaction. Our sports community. uh, We have annual BRICS game. We have annual BRICS Film Festival. Mm -hmm. These are all important uh, dimensions of BRICS Corporation. So you can see the BRICS Corporation is vast and manifold, covering all areas of life because it's important for the every citizen to benefit from this cooperation and find opportunities uh, outside of just the government to government or business cooperation. We must be able to understand each other better, to learn from each other, appreciate each other's cultures and the richness of each society.
0: What's the role of South Africa and in BRICS and what does the membership mean to your country? Well, South Africa
1: regards our membership of BRICS as one of the most important uh, multilateral bodies we belong to. Because BRICS, is a, as I said, BRICS is a powerful voice of the Global South. And collectively, we are more powerful than individually, especially on the global multilateral stage. So being part of BRICS is an opportunity for us to advance not only our national interest, but also to advance the interest of, of our continent. So BRICS provide this platform. It also is an opportunity for us to advance the interests of the collective global south and to work together with like-minded countries, all of us in BRICS, to positively impact the global geopolitical architecture, to ensure that we have a multilateral system that is working and not paralyzed that it is at the current time. So these are the opportunities that BRICS provide South Africa at multiple levels. So it's a very important platform for us.
0: Mr. Sukhlau, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for finding time for our TV BRICS channel. Thanks so much once again, it was a pleasure for me to see you, to meet you, to talk to you and to learn more about South Africa and BRICS.
1: Thank you, Lana. It's a privilege to be part of BRICS TV. consider it as part of our own TV station because you are promoting BRICS and I think it's a very important media platform in terms of advancing what BRICS is about. Thank you for this
0: opportunity. You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network, TV BRICS.